the show's about to start. <laughs> We're starting it right. Um, by the way, if you didn't hear what I was saying before, I was saying a lot of great things about you guys. Uh, I was talking you up. Um, I give out a whole bunch of this different stuff. There was a lot of giveaways. So as long as you follow all the instructions we covered in the first four minutes of the show where there was no audio, we're going to be great. Okay. <laughs> Stream redo. <laughs> I, I have to, I'm going to have to blame it on, on Juan Carlos at some point. Yeah, there's a, there has to be a way for me to kind of just say it's it's Juan's, <laughs> it's Juan's fault. He's not here to defend himself. And then we're just going to keep going with that. Um, but with that being said, you know, actually, let, let, let's just do exactly what Ranesh is saying. Uh, we're going to do a stream redo, meaning we're going to restart the stream at this point since we had no audio. Uh, can <laughs> Some people can lip read, DK. You can't get away with that. <laughs> I, I wanted to, yeah. I mean, come on. What better way to say that I did this massive, super gajillion dollar giveaway that nobody had an opportunity to hear, and then it, that I gave out the instructions? And as long as you follow it, since I'm not going to repeat it again, you're good. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. No. Um, but with that being said, I do want to say, Sabah, everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, hope you're doing well. I hope you guys are taking care of yourself. Um, it is the beginning of the weekend for me, my, uh, myself here in the U.S. We have a holiday, obviously, on Monday, Memorial Day. So it's going to be a little bit of a long weekend. Um, but it is actually it's just, you know, somewhat of an interesting week. Uh, what I said <laughs> before, which I'm repeating, I guess, um, it hasn't been really that busy of a week when it comes down to tech. We didn't have a lot of devices announced. We did not have uh, a lot of major announcements or, you know, uh, showcasing or anything like that. We did actually get some software updates uh, in relation to MIUI devices, specifically the Xiaomi Mi 11 and the Mi 11 Ultra. There are other devices running a beta in China or other areas that you're able to download. By the way, for most Xiaomi-based devices, there is a link in the description below for the available betas and early downloads. If you guys want to be able to check out and see uh, if your device, specifically if it's a Xiaomi uh, device or a Redmi, uh, that, that if actually did receive it. I want to say Redmi. Yeah, it is the Redmi. Um, the real me is the Oppo side. So uh, overall, it's been an interesting week, somewhat of a slow week for the channel. I only actually pushed out one video. Um, there's been some things going on in, in just work and day stuff. Um, and I wanted to kind of put out a video for the S21 Ultra because there's been some things going on with that device ever since the launch that um, I felt like I could get over, which I did. Uh, the you know the lack of MST was something that I was able to surpass, mostly because I stopped using uh, Samsung Pay. That was something I really enjoyed on Samsung devices. But, but the lack of MST, I can't use it where I live. It's a weird situation in the U.S. Uh, not all tellers, uh, not all uh, terminals that you go to pay at your grocery stores or even in shops are compatible with um, NFC or, you know, basically the, the form of payment that Google Pay does. So for me, it's something that I used to use in the past and uh, they took it out of the watches. They took it out of the smartphones. So now we don't have it anymore. So that was fine. Uh, the storage was a little bit of another conversation that we talked about in the video. Uh, the other thing that I also kind of felt like that was a little bit of an issue, at least more specific to me and a few others, is there's a little bit of an audio bug going on within the Samsung Galaxy smartphone, especially the S21 Ultra, at least for me. Um, where if I'm on Wi-Fi calling and I'm using a man and I have a conversation or a phone call and I let's say I use a Bluetooth headset and then that call goes fine. But the next call I do, if I disconnect from Wi-Fi calling for some reason, outgoing or incoming audio stops coming, I can uh, I can no longer hear the other party and they can hear me. The call is going. It connects. But then there's an audio bug where I cannot hear them. And what ends up happening for me is that I actually have to end up restarting the entire smartphone just to get the audio to work in calls. Mind you, media still works fine. It's the audio from the other end coming in that stops. So that's something that 
you know, I think not a lot of people, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, just not a lot of people really may be aware of it, uh, and and I think Greg makes a good a good uh, good comment there. Exactly, Google Pay works well where it's compatible or where it's accepted. Um, we are not at a hundred percent adoption. I feel like Europe is a little bit more advanced than the U.S. when it comes down to adoption to Google Pay or NFC type payments. Because I actually find that like when I was traveling in the U.K. back when I was able to go to the U.K. Um, and you were going down to the metro or so on, you just tap your phone if you have NFC on it, and you can actually pay with your credit card and then just get in. So you don't have to keep buying, you know, tokens or, you know, um, Oyster cards or anything like that. I think it's either Oyster or Octopus card. I keep forgetting which one is the UK and which one is Hong Kong. But um, short answer, those are things that I felt like, you know, were changed in the S21 series. The camera experience is decent. I think the storage cap uh, realistically should not even be considered at 128. We should be back to 256, mostly because we don't have expandable storage and we have much better cameras. Uh, the camera improvements they've done here specifically on the front-facing camera is really nice. Front-facing camera, 4K60 with autofocus on the, S uh, on the uh, S21 Ultra, which is really where all of the new improvements have been done. So I'm, I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm, I'm having concerns with the with the phone, but it's if for somebody that's used it for quite some time and has a lot of data and I shoot with it. An example, the images that I produce every Saturday morning for the live stream are all shot on the uh, S21 Ultra. I shoot the I shoot the image, I edit it, I crop it, filter it a little bit, and then of course I add my own little banners on top of it and then make it and I upload it to the live stream. That's how I do my, my thumbnails, for the lack of a better term. Um, a lot of the B-roll that you see in some of my videos, I typically take them with the S21 Ultra because uh, I've had I've had it set up in a way where it actually works very nicely and it fits into my ecosystem. Um, shoots 4K60 on the front and on the back, so I can actually rely on having it uh, work exactly the way I want it. And um, it doesn't allow me for it, there's not there's not a lot of room for mistakes to be made unless you basically just totally you know are, are working with a a very interesting setup where there's just too much light and you couldn't really expose right. So short answer is I have a lot of things in there and it was something that was on my mind. Um, Earl Owens is in there. Hey, man. Um, ER saying NFC payments is uh, is everywhere in the UK. So exactly. Um, including parking machines and small shops. Uh, it, it's basically the default. Even small markets uh, st stalls have wireless card machines uh, with NFC built in. So don't get me wrong. I think NFC is the way to go. I think NFC has been number one for quite some time. Um, it's just that it's weird that in the U.S., or at least if you know where I am, and I don't think I live in a very small town, but at least in where I am, there isn't there. The, I would say basically nine times out of ten, wireless is not compatible. Uh, and it was very recently that the CVS pharmacy near us has started accepting uh, you know payment uh, methods. Uh, and I think realistically, I'll say this much. One thing we love so much about the Note 20 Ultra is still, and my wife still uses it today, is that MSC, MST functionality. She knows that she can go to any terminal and pay with her phone without having to worry about the card, not you know, having to take the card out, inserting it or anything like that. That's actually a very big fa feature that I feel like we all lost with, with basically the 2021 series of uh, S21s. Um, but yes, no, uh, ER is definitely very, very true. It, in the UK, or at least in the areas that I've traveled in the UK, it's been accepted everywhere. And that's something to be appreciative. Because I realize where Samsung is kind of feeding into. Google's been already in there. Google Pay kind of gets accepted as well. Uh, but it's just, like I said, it's more of the the things that I, I don't have access to that I can't really utilize all the time. Um, so Jimmy Fire Dragon is asking what part of the UK. So the the big part, mostly just London for for the most part. I've been in, into London a few times, mostly for shows and events. Um, actually, 
specifically the uh, the laptop that I'm going to talk to you guys about today, the Honor Magic Book Pro is, uh, so here, this guy. So uh, I used to travel uh, to the UK a lot for Honor, for Huawei, uh, for launch events, and even uh, for Oppo one time uh, as well for, I think it was at the Oppo 10X Zoom, the launch event when they had that back in the UK. Uh, so most of my trips have always been around that. Um, I've also visited, uh, you know, OnePlus offices in the UK, but again, mostly in downtown London. Uh, so around, uh, I would say around the, uh, the, you know, River Thames, somewhere around there is where I used to get my hotels. And then um, I have a few friends that I get to go visit and come back. Uh, there's also been other situations where I've uh, gone and day like day trips in the UK when I was visiting Europe or like Paris and so on. So there's I, I, the UK for me has been a big, um, I would say a big hub since we tend to go through the UK anywhere we want to go for the rest of Europe, but I, I typically go to London. So hopefully that helps. Um, so let me see. Okay, I want to say uh, Doodle uh, in Pignon. Hey, uh, have you updated the Galaxy wearable app uh, for the Buds? Uh, you know, actually, I haven't used the, these Galaxy Buds yet uh, recently. I did see a lot of updates before I transitioned. I've been using the SoundCore app uh, or the SoundCore Q35s that I reviewed not that long ago. They're they're small over the year. Well, they're like small, small, but, you know, very nice, very nice pair of headphones over the year headphones. That I've been wearing, um, and they actually work really nice uh, because they're over ear. They give us much better noise cancellation, and they're light. They're easy to carry. They come with a really nice case. But it's the bass, it's the audio tuning that they've done. They're very close to um, uh, my Sony's, my XM3s. So realistically, the the sound experience with the price difference, it's such a great deal. Such a great deal. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, check out the video I posted. I think it was a few weeks ago for the Q35s. Uh, but I will definitely uh, update the app um, and double check and see how the new, uh, you know, Samsung Buds are playing. And hopefully, uh, I'm assuming it's the Buds Plus uh, that you have, Doodle. Um, Davin's in there. Hey, man. Good morning. Uh, I did want to say Chemi's in there as well. Gary. Oh, Josh Quinones, my buddy. My, my. Josh and I got a. We, we've been playing some games. We've been playing a lot of Call of Duty in the morning um, and during the day. Uh, <laughs> TK's mic never works. So okay, uh, this this is this is this is Josh just messing with me. Okay, so the the problem we have had with <laughs> this is a bad week. Okay, it, it's not a. I promise it's usually not this bad. Um, during the week when I've been playing with Josh and I think was it Josh and Matt and so on, and uh, my mic on Call of Duty just doesn't work. I'm having a problem. I have a really nice headset. Okay, so. It's an expensive headset. It's a uh, Logitech uh, G Pro Wireless. Okay, it works perfectly fine. For some reason, though, I don't know what it is. I test out the mic settings inside of Call of Duty. It hears me. They can't hear me. They just cannot hear me. The audio just never makes it through with this headset. So I ended up always having having to go to my Plantronics, not Plantronics, uh, my Audio Technica wired headset, and that seems to work. But that's that's what Josh is kind of commenting there is the TK's mic never works. So we always jump into games where Josh and Matt are talking, and I'm just listening, screaming at myself every time I'm trying to say some stuff. But we've had good matches. I, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, so he and I play a lot of uh, Call of Duty, like Plunder or you know just Battle Royale. And then, of course, um, hopefully we'll be able to transition to some Apex Legends. Uh, I've been also playing a lot of that. Um, I want to say, Rinesh, good morning. Uh, Gary, uh, and then, of course, Ricardo. Uh, uh, Abdel Isa, uh, good morning. Sabaho, I forgot. That I, I don't. I said Sabaho to you earlier, but I didn't get a chance to because, you know, the mic situation. And if I'm not far enough, uh, I think there was a, a new... Oh, April. April, um, April Cashin. Uh, hopefully, uh, you're doing well. Uh Video leak on Reddit. 
okay. So um, Akshat uh, is uh, Arusha. Have you seen the XM4, uh, the new XM4 video? That's so I did see them. The in the design looks interesting, and um, I'm very intrigued into seeing how they perform. Specifically, since I have the three the the three editions, so I have the over the ear uh, normally XM3s, and I also have the XM3s when it came down to the smaller uh, earbuds. Or actually, even I'm, I'm probably saying okay, take that back. No, I think I have the XM2s. Uh, I never went to the three mostly because um, actually, uh, yeah, I think it, it was the, uh, the the feature on it wasn't as uh, as much of an improvement. I'm hoping the fours are what they seem to be. Uh, so I'm actually very interested to see what they offer. Um, I'm hoping they come out around the same time as uh, the Xperia One Mark Two or Mark Three. Since we're getting into that almost summer experience, which is pretty much where Sony was actually announcing uh, the new hardware is going to be coming out. Uh, they say they uh, they can't hear you. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 not on purpose. They're not ignoring me. But the the it's 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 a consistent problem. I realized I it's either that I need to set the gain on this in the app for from Logitech to be a little bit higher on the audio. But I'll say this much: I've used the microphone on this headset for video, for, not video, for audio dictation and even video conference calls before, and they've worked perfectly. Something in Call of Duty, for some reason, it has to be some type of setting in there where it just doesn't pick up the mic on this headset. But the one when I put in on the Audio-Technica works perfectly fine. Now, that one's a wired headset, this one wireless. I'm not sure. Maybe I have an issue with the mic. I may need to do a, uh, you know, an exchange on this. Um, So that's actually very interesting. Not being not supporting the Galaxy Buds Pro. If if I guess Samsung's intention was, intention was mostly just to keep that for Android, I'm not 100%. I'm assuming you can still use them as this normal pair of uh, Bluetooth buds. You just don't have a way of setting up the EQ because in theory, technically, you could just be able to basically turn them on if they're not connected to another device, pair them as a standard audio uh, pair of uh, audio headphones, and they should work. But I I would be surprised. I have never tried using them with uh, iPhones. I typically don't mix. Um, ecosystem. So like AirPods, if I do have AirPods, I'll end up using them mostly on the iOS ecosystem because that's really where they're intended to be worked. Um, although I do test them on the other system, I don't typically pair and use them there. So for the Buds Pro, those are the ones I've been using. I used it with my S21 Ultra for sure. Uh, let me see here. What else we have? Good afternoon. Oh, from Ohio, Ronald, Ronald Sims. Hey, man. Good morning. Or oh, good afternoon. That's true. Uh, oh, Joe, Joe Hickey's in there. Uh, I think there's an issue with uh, with the, with crossplay. Uh, I played with a PC with PC player, and their mic, which is also very good, plays up plays up a bit. It's been an interesting experience. You're right. Um, both Matt and um, Josh play on a PlayStation uh, for gaming, and I'm playing on PC. I'm I'm typically the only PC gamer. Uh, I think unless Val is in the in the uh, in the gaming or uh, in the match. We typically are primarily one PC to PS5s or, you know, PS5s or, or uh, I think depending on what they have as far as PS4, I think one, somebody else had a PS4. Uh, but it, it's an interesting approach. I just, I need to, every time I, the problem is we don't plan them very well. So like one time we were chatting and I was playing a couple of games and then Josh jumped in. So I didn't really think right away to say, okay, hold on a second, let me switch headsets. It's one of those, you got to have to kind of plan. Um but yeah, so going back to a little bit more, Sony's definitely, I'm excited to see what the XM4s look like, especially with the new uh, new videos that we saw. I'm still surprised that we still don't have any information on the Pixel 4 uh, 5a. That was something that was supposed to be, at least by now, we start hearing about it, seeing something happening to it. Last year, if I'm not mistaken, I would think we, we did hear about it in June. It was after IO. They did not announce it at IO as the way they did it the year before. So maybe this is something that we're going to see now. Uh, with all of the leaks going in with the Pixel 6 and the 6 Pro, I think a lot of people just kind of glanced over the 5A, and although the 5A may end up being the one that's coming up very soon. 
So we'll have to see how things go. Um, I use a PC too. Oh yeah, see, no, again, so a lot of people, uh, depending on the experience, but I also, I'm not sure if it's something to do with the microphone gain. Like I said, um, the the it's just a different headset with a different mic. One is wired, one is wireless. So it's maybe something on my PC. I'll have to figure it out. Um, so <laughs> um, uh, Akshat is asking is, why would Samsung be making a 14.5 inch tablet? If they're making a, a tablet that's that large, I think it's going back to their original big Galaxy tab that they made a long time ago on AT&T in the US. So this isn't the first time. They've had large format tablets. Um, and I think those are more, maybe more intended for consumers or prosumers that are running somewhat of a business or designers. It's not generally made for everybody else. I mean, the the 10.5 or the 10.7 inch, the one that I have, the uh, tab the the tab one here, works perfectly fine. There's no, you know, I think that's the format you want a tablet anyways. It needs to be decent enough to be able to enjoy content, but not big enough where you can't carry it without its own carrying case. And you know, 14.5, it, it it's that's pretty large. We'll have to see. Um, Let's see here. Uh, da, da, da. Devin Davis, Joe. Uh, let me see here. I gotta actually. I gotta bring up some more stuff. Okay, so here, here, yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit more um, about uh, the the updates here. So the, the wallpapers are are the biggest thing. Let's go ahead and see. If we can bring this up. I should turn this guy up, so we can actually do some top down options. So here. Oh, I forgot. This one is here. Wallpapers. I'm gonna jump back here. And we're going to jump into wallpapers and my life super wallpapers. So here we are. So, and let's see how we're going to be able to do it. So we're going to bring this guy down. Okay, let's switch over. Ooh, fancy. No. So this is the one we saw, we looked at before. This is called a snowy peak one, uh, and it's available already and it's pre-installed. There is an update to it. I can go ahead and install it. The other one here is uh, there's uh, faraway rings. I'll go ahead and download that as well. There's home and then the red planet, which I think we had that before, but I think they updated now to work. So essentially it goes from the always on display. So let's go ahead and turn it off. So it goes from the always on display to turning it on to the normal display. So let's go ahead and swipe that away. And then when you unlock the device with the fingerprint sensor, in theory, it brings you down to this. And if you lock it, it takes you back into this. So it's a continuation of a lock screen. Now, mind you, if you end up having a lock screen wallpaper that is a video, like the typical way that I usually have it on my phones, uh, it doesn't work in that format. This needs to be basically where you're using the exact same setup on all of them. So to get into wallpapers, we'll jump into wallpapers again. We'll go to my wallpapers, standard wallpapers, and then there's a section here for super wallpapers. So we'll click that option and I'll give it a second. It's still downloading. So let's go ahead and hit geometry. So we'll give that a second to download. Do, do, do. Is it going to download? I wanted to show you that. That one looks like uh, looks really, really nice, uh, the way the aesthetics at least look like. Uh, by the way, this is the charger, the USB-C charger, the USB-C plug charger. I think this is a UK-style plug uh, with the USB-C to USB-C for the Honor Magic Pro. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, and yeah, this is, it's taking forever. Let's see here. Any of them are going to download? Are, are we going to download? Are we going to do it? Are we? No, maybe. Okay. Well, typically that's where it would happen. So, you know, if there's ever going to be a situation where a system doesn't work, that's what's going to happen. Now, one of the other options by default that's turned on is if you swipe on the left, you have access to the notification side. If you swipe on the right, you have the new uh, notification toggles. So essentially gives you the ability of having both access to, you know, app drawer by swiping up, notification on one side, and then of course toggles and everything. And the big, big buttons that we now, actually, if you think about them, they look a little bit more like Android 12 big buttons the way we've had them. So let's do this and let's do that. Okay. So uh, the other thing that we have in here, if we go under sound, 
and then sound right so here let's say notifications we can go into the new sound section i'll give it a second to upload so here now we have new sound options available like rainforest savannah australia the art the arctic and those are new sound options that you're able to use uh straight up in here so let's go ahead and turn that on let's see if we can play a few for you guys here let's see here Sounds like the forest. Uh, yeah, so those are some of the options that they did include in the new MIUI 12.5. So it's very interesting to see what they're trying to do. Uh, let me see here. I, think I missed a few other comments here. Da, da, da. Uh, he, okay, TK, uh, uh, here waiting for the MIUI 12.5 on my Mi 9, um, just got MIUI 12.0.5. Uh, 12 so that's the main, uh, the main update that you have. Let me see here if we can bring it up and see which ones are currently running in beta. So you're talking about, hold on, I missed the comment. It was right in front of me. And, oh, Mi 9. The Mi 9 is, yeah, so the Mi 9, the, the Mi 9 is currently in beta. So they're they're working on getting it. So Mi UI 12 stable, I think you received that already. Uh, but the 12.5, I think is probably still in beta. And that's why we haven't, we haven't seen that update yet. Uh, there is a link in the description if you guys want to check it out for your specific model. So you can definitely check that out there. Um, just one <laughs> just got one thought uh let me see here real quick er uh da, da, da. i assume form factor is uh is only oh the, the main difference is the form factor uh, windows doesn't support aac codecs but it supports aptex uh optics as far as the audio so should i uh pr so should I prevent buying should I, should I prevent from buying uh headphones that don't support that don't have aptex um for best experience, that's going to be the best the the solution to go with. Obviously, your headphones. If you're thinking of using them with your PC, I'd recommend getting a gaming headphones or something intended for a PC, not not a not a, just a standard uh, pair of headphones. Because if you're thinking of it as a one that works with kind of across the uh, across everything, uh, Soundcore actually makes some really decent uh, earbuds. The uh, the earbuds here. Still one of my favorite ones, even though they've released many, many other updates uh, later on. Um, these are the uh, Soundcore uh, Liberty Air 2 Pros. The, the Liberty Air, yeah, the Liberty 3 Pros, my mistake. So these guys, the, uh, they're very small, very nice, wireless charging, great case, USB-C, and uh, they do support aptex, aptex on them as well. So if you're thinking about something like that, that should work pretty nicely. Although if you're using an iPhone, I'm assuming that's why you're worried mostly about AAC, uh, you wanna make sure that you're getting a pair of headphones that supports both. Um, Sony's will support LDAC, and that's gonna be by default, but that's typical to Sony headphones. Uh, and you're probably not gonna find it on many headphones. The price kind of goes up, the more codex uh, support that you find, especially on the higher end models. So hopefully that helps there. So no, uh, so okay. So um, Vasikos is asking, did uh, did MIUI twelve point five finally bring uh, desktop mode? So they have something called MIUI Plus, and it's not really a desktop mode. It's more of a desktop connection mode. And what it essentially allows us to do is to wirelessly connect our smartphone to the PC in the same house and be able to share images and content uh, between the the phone and uh, the actual uh, the the desktop PC. So it's MIUI Plus. That's the, the new feature that came in with 12.5. Uh, and uh, the main requirement, or at least the way it works, it's like 
uh, I would say basically the way Samsung's desktop mode works. It connects over Wi-Fi and it syncs the notification over and, as, uh, and you can also share content between. So you can basically browse through, uh, get images and get content off your smartphone directly from the PC. Now I use other apps that do the same thing and I haven't had a chance to check out MIUI Plus yet, uh, but that's I think that's the only thing that they added. They did not include a desktop mode uh, like where what they have with the foldable, the Mi, the Mi Mix uh, foldable one. That one's primarily, I feel like the only one that has desktop mode yet already because of the form factor. So I'm hoping that we will see something like that, um, kind of like a DeX experience, or maybe you know, like EMUI desktop as well for Xiaomi. They're they're definitely over, uh, you know, overdue for something like that. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. There's the Air 2 Pros as well. Yes, the Air 2 Pros are very nice and they're a slightly different form factor. They just, it's more of the standard AirPods style. So we have like the piece kind of coming down. I feel like these just for me um, have a better fit. Maybe that's the other thing, but the base on them is a little bit better. I feel, I still feel like they're still, uh, they still run better. So it's a combination, literally. If I'm running, exercising, I'm using the three Pros. And if I'm, I'm using them around the house and just doing some work, I'm using straight the Q35. Uh, both, I feel like the sound stage is set very nicely. You're able to get it really good on the mids and lows for some nice bass and EDM, not overpowered, uh, but definitely clean, crisp uh, audio on that. And then highs are definitely very uh, uh, optimizing. There's different settings in the EQ for this for the app where it gives you the ability of, you know, kind of like tuning them for the music that you're listening to. So Soundcore, for the for for what they offer, they have a lot of options and a lot of, uh, I think a lot of, I would say, um, so it's basically a, long, a, lot, a lot of options for us to pick, um, you know, headphones at the price range that we want. I think that's what I was trying to say. And my mind was kind of escaping me. Um, okay. So here, um, actually, it's asking is, um, should I get the XM4s or, uh, or wait for Black Friday and get AirPod Maxes for uh, AirPod Maxes for 400? Um, so here's the thing. It depends on the ecosystem and it depends on the audio experience that you're going for. Sony's ecosystem is much more advanced and is much more tunable than Apple's ecosystem right now. So even though you can get a good pair of headphones, you have to understand the experience that you're looking for and what you're going to get out of them. Sony is known for good Air, uh, AirPods and Air, uh, sorry, Air, uh, headphones so or ear, in-ear earbuds. So they've had them for multiple years. Uh, AirPods, are, there's nothing wrong with AirPods, but I would say at the end of the day, the AirPod Maxes for me did not fit the price that they were offering us, uh, offering them us, uh, for us, but they also didn't give us all of the options to customize. There was a very limited amount of EQ settings that you could do within the settings tab. And I think till that happens, I will always recommend a Sony over an uh, AirPod Maxis purely because you can tune the experience on the Sony to be exactly the way you want it. And I feel like at the end of the day, you know, you're not getting the full benefit of the music, the way it's been played. If you can at least tune it, because not everybody's ears are the same. You need to tune the music so that you're able to enjoy it to your ears. So I, I would, I would always say that, that for sure. Definitely. Um, so TK, you have forced desktop mode on Android 12 beta yet. So um, with the devices that I have, at least on the Pixels, because I haven't been able to install it on the other ones, uh, we don't have that yet. No, because Pixels don't support HDMI out. So we don't have a way of forcing it. Uh, OnePlus and Oppo did push out a beta, um, and I think they also pulled it out very quickly. And I can double check and see if they've changed that. Uh, but the as of two days ago, hold on, Android 12 OnePlus. Here we are. Uh, as of two days ago, it was still pulled off of their website. Uh, and I think it was cited due to some concerns with issues. So here, Android 12. Da, da, da. Uh, actually, hold on. Let me just go. And then it says, get the beta. 
so I'm, I'm going back to the site just to double check and make sure if they did uh, reissue the OnePlus 9. Uh, let me see here. Okay, so Android 12. Da, da, da. No, so the OnePlus 9 and OnePlus 9 Pro were the only two that were supported. And both at the beginning, they had them available and they said it was not available for US installers. And then now specifically on their site, it says links uh, links were removed temporarily based on user feedback. Although they did leave the uh, revert process on how to go back to Android 11 from Android 12. Uh, and let me double check real quick. I wanna see if, uh, uh, if Xiaomi kind of is in the same boat a little bit. So Mi 11 and Mi 11 Ultra are supported on this thing. Uh, users have to, sw uh, to swipe up before you begin. Let me double check here. Da -da -da. Uh, and then Mi 11, uh, yeah, Mi, Mi 11 i, Mi 11 X Pro are also some of the other options that they've uh, supported on Mi UI 12. That's the next version. But when it came down to Oppo, for mistake, Oppo was also doing the exact same thing. They removed it. And I'll give it a second to load. Uh, let me see here real quick. Okay, this is this is not loading. I'll give it a second there. Okay, let's hydrate. Crapmosh tank. Okay. As I'm waiting for this, let's let's bring up the conversation. Okay. Um, how often do you change your phones and why? Uh uh, so, uh, sorry, before we, okay, we go too far, uh, upgrade. Okay, I take that back. So uh, it looks like uh, Oppo is still back. Uh, they have it for the FX3 Pro for Taiwan, Australia, Singapore, New Zealand, and Zo and Switzerland edition. And they have the different version. Essentially, model number CPH2173 is the only one that they're supporting. And those links are seem to be actually available still. So let me just double check and see here. Does it, it does. Okay, so Oppo's back. Uh, but it seems like OnePlus is not. And, uh, but again, Oppo is only available for specific markets. It's not given it to everybody, so we'll have to see. Um, and then, of course, uh, Rinesh is just kind of adding to it. It is. It was. That's exactly what it was. It was actually breaking a lot of devices. And it was causing a lot of problems. Uh, and specific region-specific devices, which is interesting because, it, in theory, the hardware should be the same, but that was something that we didn't get. Uh, but to go back, actually, to go to, uh, uh, I think it was a Crabmos Crabmos tank hopefully i'm saying that correctly um, i typically review uh, phones and i do have some devices that get sent to me on loan to be able to try out so i typically change phones at the beginning of this year is just not a really good way to kind of experience it but if you have to kind of look at it on average i change phones once a week uh comparing on what i'm on what i'm looking for but i do typically run two phones i don't run one phone at the same time so i have two devices that i'm running and um like an example would be you know there are devices that i use that are sometimes on wi-fi like when i was showing you guys with the mi 11 ultra although my sim card is not in it anymore i still use it because of the cameras so it's it's a smartphone experience that for me it's more on wi-fi because i'm not necessarily needing it to be on on the internet all the time but i love the cameras i love the experience that we get there so i typically change purely because of the review process and i think i need to and basically sometimes i also do jump back on devices or go back to devices i haven't used for some time to be able to get that you know the experience how has the update been uh, for me the mi 11 and the mi 11 ultra are both great smartphones again snapdragon 888 great great experience um, but the MIUI 12.5 was what I was waiting for primarily because, A, the new features for the camera, which they touted, and we saw a lot of information on Twitter. But it was also the ability of using the back sensor, the back display for more than just pictures. So that was one of the other options. So hopefully that helps. Um, Matt Tyler's in the chat. Good morning. Welcome back, Matt. Hope you're doing well. We talked about you a little bit earlier about how, uh, well, we play Call of Duty, and I'm just not going to talk about the embarrassing stuff, mostly about me, but not you guys. Um, 
uh, Vindanta is asking is actually a good question here. So what do you prefer? Do you prefer Android or iOS? My personal preference is Android. I don't have anything against iOS. I think both ecosystems are capable of providing us a, an experience of using a smartphone and being connected to a smart world uh, very respectively in their own ways. I like the way Android provides me the interact, the experience into how I can customize my device and I can also modify it if I want to beyond just necessarily cosmetics, you know, changing a launcher and so on, which I also appreciate. Um, I like installing a custom launcher. I like custom uh, icon packs. I like custom keyboards. A lot of things that are slowly starting to show up on iOS have been on Android for years that we've been able to enjoy. And primarily, um, basically, the ability of actually using them with like desktop experiences. Uh, we have a higher refresh rate, larger, you know, uh, uh, more higher quality displays. I mean, if nothing else, uh, we have the um, the um, sorry, the Sony Xperia Mach 3 that's coming up hopefully in the next few months uh, that will be featuring a 4K 120 hertz refresh rate display. That's a 4K display on a phone. And we're talking, you know, seriously, a smartphone that is fit that fits in your hand. This is the Xperia 1 Mach 2. And it's essentially the same panel, kind of, except that it runs at 120 hertz. This one runs at 160. But the main experience is that you're still able to get a lot more options. Uh, and again, nothing against iOS. I think Apple has been improving slowly their te their technologies and their displays. And I feel like like generational upgrades are not exactly very big upgrade anymore. They're primarily like minor updates. So if I have to recommend to somebody, I would say, what are you comfortable with? And let's go from there. If they've been using an iPhone and an, an iPhone for the longest time, I won't recommend an Android mostly because that's a comfort zone situation. And if they're using an Android, then I can go in and explain the different options that you have in the Android ecosystem. Definitely a lot more options. But again, it depends on what you're looking for. But for me, it will be Android. Uh, <laughs> Matt Tyler, uh, I, mi I, I missed I missed the stuff. OK, so I, I, I see here. Matt, Matt is going to mess with me. He keeps changing his his uh, uh, his icon. So I couldn't I didn't even see that it was there. Yes, I said a lot of nice things about you. A lot of bad things about how things have been going for me on on Warzone, but definitely for sure. Um, ER, uh, sorry, Davin Davis is saying, uh, TK, I prefer Windows Mobile 8. Yes, the classics. Uh, but I'm one of the dinosaurs in the in the room. Uh, you know what? Windows Mobile had a, a lot of functionality, and I felt like Continuum and some of the new options that they were going with at the end before before they closed it down were still going to be some things that we have today. And we, we still are missing some major core features. But the reality at the end of the day is we need devices that can function, that can really utilize the full power of our smartphone's processors. We have very powerful processors, regardless of which phone you're getting in the last one, one or two years. The 845, the 55, the 65, even the 888 are very strong processors that you can actually run a desktop experience. Um, running a, a device that connects to your PC or connects to a next stock and converts over to a laptop is very nice. I think Samsung has one of the biggest uh, ecosystems when it comes down to DeX that they mention a few times during their announcement, but they don't really give it a lot of attention anymore. I'm glad that we no longer need wires or specific docks to use it. We can actually do wirelessly as well as connected. Uh, but the, the main thing that I really like about what they have there is the fact that it's a fully vetted system that you can use. Nextstock can turn your laptop into a fully functional, uh, basically a DeX experience. And actually, most MHL adapters now, if you connect them, you actually can still get DeX to run. You just have to go into the setting and activate it. And it works very nicely. I've done it on external displays as well. Um, and I also like DeX, DeX on PC, which enables us to actually have a, it's almost like a VM, a virtual machine that runs DeX in there. So for sure. 
according to, according to the, uh, <laughs> uh, according to me, the whole idea of ecosystem is flawed, as it is as it is it restrict as it actually restricts people's choices. So very much so, and very and inadvertently, I think every company is is guilty of this if you think about it. Um, at the end of the day, everybody wants to sell all the services that the consumer basically finds everything they need with them. They don't want you to go find something that you need from somebody else. Services, products, you know, integrated things, anything relating to smartphones and technology. And um, Apple's actually, I would say, the number one, um, I would say, contender there uh, in there because of the, nothing like they call it, uh, and I've, I've heard people call it like the walled garden and so on. But the Apple ecosystem, once you're in it, okay, if you get Apple HomeKit, you get a smartwatch, an Apple Watch, you get an, an iPhone and you get, uh, you know, get smart lights and so on. And then you get your, you know, your PC and so on, everything Mac, and it is just basically the Mac life. It's hard to change. It's hard to shift over from that because you're relying on those services like iMessage and all of that things. Uh, I feel like a lot of people feel like they're stuck in it when they even consider, like if they even want to change their smartphone, they're like, well, I use, I'll lose iMessage. I won't be able to get that. I won't be able to FaceTime with everybody because FaceTime is a purely you know, thing that works on Apple devices. Uh, those are things that you have to kind of keep in mind that it is built in, uh, but it is restrictive. I'm with you. Uh, it's something that we have to be aware of at the end of the day that um, you have choices, you have decisions to make when you're purchasing and don't always accept what is what is the first thing that comes up in front of you because nine times out of 10, there's so much more options and sometimes even better options if you keep looking and and find some of the other concern, uh, other areas that you can. Um, Xiaomi makes a very uh, well integrated uh, smart home appliance uh, system. Actually, they're very big in those. I actually have a smart uh, uh, air purifier in the office. I didn't even realize they made uh, air purifiers that are smart. But, you know, lights, switches, um, they even make a little robot that comes in with some automation in there. So there's a lot of things to be said and a lot of options available on us uh, for us, of course. Uh, uh, okay, hold on. So Khalil, um, okay, uh, Khalil Sheng, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Uh, greetings all. Um, I have a Mate 30 Pro. Anyone looking uh, for it for Harmony OS? I might stick with Android uh, at the moment for sure. So Harmony OS is supposed to be at the cusp of it. In a couple of days or so, we're going to be seeing a release, the official release or announcement of Harmony OS as uh, Huawei's first, well, take that back. It's not its first OS. It's It's been demonstrated to run on their televisions before. So we've seen it work. Um, but this is basically where they're going to start running it on smartphones. Uh, they're getting to the point now where they're pretty behind when it comes down to updates. Most Huawei devices, actually all of Huawei devices, are still running Android 10.0. Even though they have EMUI 11, they're still running Android 10. They're not on 11, and they cannot upgrade to 11. Um, and of course, with the uh, upcoming Android 12 release that's coming up, Huawei is also another an, another step behind on that one. So they're forced to actually have their own solution since it doesn't seem like the situation is getting fixed quickly for them to be able to go back and be able to use Android and upgrade with that. Now. Honor, the company that we're going to talk about in a little bit, the Honor Magic Book here. Honor is it was what used to be a subsidiary of Huawei has shifted, and now they're using Android. So they're they're basically shifted out. They're using smartphones. Uh, sorry, they're starting to build smartphones uh, on their own. They're becoming their own company. Uh, they just announced. I saw somewhere where there's an announcement of the 788 chipset that they're going to be uh, using it on the brand new Honor 50. That's going to be coming up in the next month or so. So it looks like Honor is starting to shift and basically deviate on that. And then hopefully we'll start seeing. Uh, 
because I haven't seen them release a global device yet on their own. I want to see if they're able to release with Android 11. So that's the that's the biggest thing for us. They've been using Android 10. They were on EMUI uh, 11 or what they used to call Magic UI, um, their version of EMUI on uh, Honor devices. So Honor likes to use the word magic in their devices, hence the, this laptop is actually called the Magic Book Pro. So you'll you'll kind of get the, the naming there. Um, but I would probably say, yeah, I would, I would wait a little bit to, before we jump on Harmony OS. Uh, first thing we want to make sure is um, the compatibility of apps. Now, if I remember correctly, it should run Android apps natively, meaning you should be able to sideload applications. If you're using, I'm assuming they're going to put their Perl search engine in there. Uh, but the question would be, again, still compatibility uh, and then security, like applications that require authentication. Will they work the same way? So. We'll have to see how the announcement goes on, but I probably will be, yeah, I'll wait a little bit before you run it on your main device. That's going to be something that a lot of us will probably want to make sure to keep an eye out for. Uh, let me see here. Oh, I think I jumped in real quick here. Uh, will you get Huawei device to do some uh, coverage on Harmony OS? So if I'm not mistaken, I still have, if I, I, I think if I'm not mistaken somewhere, I have, I still have the, the last generation Huawei uh, smartphone. Uh, I think it was at the Mate 40 Pro. I just don't have, um, I, I don't know if it's going to be part of that list. I'm hoping it is. Um, and I will definitely be installing. I think it's right here. Uh, nope, that's... <laughs> When you have too many, so here, yeah. So my hope essentially is that the Mate 40 Pro will be supporting it. So that's, uh, if not, I, I'm going to have to reach out and see if I can get a smartphone that does come out with it. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, I definitely want to be able to provide some coverage on that as well. I thought they were going to be, uh, sorry, let me see here. Uh, so Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fire Dragon said, I thought they were going to use the 888 for the Honor 50, uh, uh, sir, uh, sir, sorry, series. Uh, there's multiple versions of the Honor 50. So it's not the Honor 50 specifically. Remember, there's the 50 and there's probably going to be the 50 Pro. Um, and there may also be even the 50 Lite. So I'm not sure which one it will be because the way they announced it, they said it's part of the Honor, C Honor 50 series. So typically, if you remember, Honor always released two to three variants of the phone. There's the Lite, the Standard, and the Pro. So more than likely, the Pro will be the one running the 888 if they're going, if they're able to push to that level, pricing and everything like that. Uh, and then the uh, I probably imagine the standard one would probably be the one that's probably the seven series or even the light, depending on what they want to go. I would imagine more the the standard model, light. Uh, I wouldn't imagine giving it the best seven series processor and calling it the light. That probably be more uh, straight. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, oops. Uh, Geeky Nassim, hey man, good morning, hey, well, good afternoon, sorry. Hey Geeky, I uh, want to know your opinion about the Pixel exclusive features. Uh, is it uh, is it so um, uh, embarrassing for the non-Pixel users to uh, who are paying uh, this much still isn't uh, getting those uh, so those lovely features? Um, so there's there's a little bit of we kind of jump back into the whole e ecosystem, right? So Pixels are obviously Google's products, right? So you have to think of them as a as a company that makes. Um, not just Android in the sense of the way we use Android, but in a sense, they're using their platform, the Pixel platform, to push certain features that their devices can do. So, you know, featured uh, releases and so on. And all the way, at, I mean, initially they release on Pixel, but some of them will come out unless they're hardware specific. Um, it's hard for me to kind of justify because at the end of the day, Samsung does the exact same thing. They release certain features that are only run on their devices. Oppo does it. Uh, Xiaomi, OnePlus, everybody, every OEM does it. Um, and it's something to keep in mind that, that, you know, and even if even if Google releases a specific feature, it doesn't mean it translates well to other devices. So I feel what you mean. And I, and I understand where sometimes we get new features on Pixel devices and Pixels are not sold in, uh, in you know, in India or in the Middle East. And so those things we typically don't have a way of getting there. At the end of the day, 
it's no different than any other OEM because if you, you have to think of Pixel as uh, as its own part, as its own arm of Google, uh, not just because they uh, use use Android, because they don't actually dictate how Android is put together. So features that come there are made for that line of devices so that people are interested in it. The same way Samsung puts a DeX into their systems where nobody else can use DeX on any other phone um, or any other systems like that as well. Sorry. Uh, getting notifications in the middle of the chat i always i always worry about getting a package delivered so for sure uh i do want to say hold on a second i think I, I if i'm not mistaken okay first okay aljosa uh sorry um aljosa thank you very very much for for the super chat uh the me 11 ultra or the find x3 pro for everyday carry on if you had to pick Ooh, that's a tough one okay so first thank you very much for the for the super chat and um, I like both smartphones. I like both ca camera uh, ecosystems and um, the form factor on both of them looks very nice. Uh, obviously, the Mi 11 Ultra is a little bit heavier because of the form factor because it's just more top heavy. Uh, they both have some nice features. Um, I feel like from an overall kind of well-rounded package, I still like the Find X3 Pro primarily because of the color science that comes with the cameras. Um, I'm leaning more towards the GN2 sensor on the Mi 11 Ultra. Once we get that full feature, the new uh, the ability of using that external display, I think that at that point will kind of carry over. So, um, in the short term, I would say, from a from a creator standpoint, I think the Mi 11 Ultra is providing us a really good experience. There, there's strong cameras, very good sensor. Uh, the camera experience is going to get even better. We have a, a display that enables us to actually use the best camera on that smartphone and use that for everything we want to do. Uh, the wide angle lens is also really nice. Uh, the, the FX3 Pro is definitely very much Oppo. And of course, with all of the ecosystem uh, customizations that you get there, and you get that micro, uh, the microscopes uh, lens in there. So that's also another, they kind of have their own uh, little experiences. But as far as general images and processing, they're very comparable. Uh, battery life is also very comparable. Both have fast charging, fast wireless charging. Um, although the Mi 11 Ultra has a faster wireless charging if you get the Xiaomi charger. So there's always going to be a little bit of give and take. Um, and I have both. It's hard for me to kind of pick one over the other. But I would uh, I would probably say you have to find the features that uh, that make sense to you and pick the one that fits you. Uh, you're not going to be disappointed with either uh, either of them. Both don't have a great experience, the best experience on the front camera. It's always going to be on the back sensors. And the mirror finish that's on the, uh, on the uh, Find X3 Pro make it easy for you to kind of see yourself. But the, of course, having that second display here with the large sensors on the back is just something to be said. Um, I know it's not exactly the answer you were looking for, like kind of like a definitive one or the other. Um, I think it's just it, it's going to end up coming down to preference. Also, uh, size. I think the uh, Mi 11 Ultra is a little bit bigger and heavier. So if that makes any concern difference for you, definitely make sure to check that out. I do apologize. I saw it. And then I hit the the notification thing. The way the comments go here with the with uh, at least with Streamyard for me, um, if I click it even ever so slightly, it jumps all the way to the brand new one. So I miss a whole bunch, and I remembered seeing it. So uh, for sure. So let me see if we can skip through without jumping all the way to the end. Um, let me see here. Da, da, da. Okay. Okay, I think here. So we, I found Gigi, uh, Gigi uh, Nassim is in there. I think Davin uh, Davis. Okay, uh, so here, Davin Davis is jumping back. Uh, TK, my sister was series uh, was a serious Windows user, and then she went over to Mac life. Um, she's not going to switch back um, as she's stuck. But uh, life app, uh, sorry, likes <laughs> but likes Apple services. It's it's very. I mean, so with with the with the with the with the ecosystem conversation aside, that's something that you'd kind of accept at the end. 
um, there is obviously a lot of appeal for something to know, to know that a new device or a new gadget that gets released from Apple will, will not only sync, connect, integrate, and work perfectly with other Apple devices the way they are intended. And that's because of the inclusiveness of the, of the system. So you get very comfortable. Uh, you get a pair of AirPods, you open up the container, you open up the, you know, the case for it, and then you know all Mac uh, or iOS devices in the nearby vicinity will ask you to pair it. It's just, again, it's just, it's, I, I don't, I definitely understand and appreciate why people use iOS. I don't have anything against it. My approach with Android devices is just the the flexibility and the availability of so many more options. Uh, I've used iPhones as a as a as a as a smartphone, but not as my daily driver. It was primarily my day job uh, phone. Uh, you know, the the phone I use for my day job, and and I think it works fine for for those applications. I just you know, but I don't you know typically do much on my work phone other than work stuff. You know, email, responding things, and it can do more. I'm not trying to say it can't. Just for me, the use for those. We don't typically have that much more. It's just that's the selection of devices that my company decided to go with. Um, so with Google finally launching uh, Fuchsia, this is uh, the uh, operating system. What do you think their the, their long term plan is with particular with this particular OS? I think it's the community build. They're trying to get it to be more community built, uh, and you know, trying to. I, I mean, my hope at, at the end of the day is a combination of at least at some point uh, having it basically become a unified system that works across different platforms. Right now, with Android and I, with Android and Chrome OS, we have these two parallel efforts that are going on. Chrome OS benefits from Android because we have the Google Play Store, and now we can install Android apps, but we don't have a way of benefiting from Chrome OS on an Android device as a desktop mode. It's a missed opportunity. Project Fuchsia is going to be something that is coming up in the future that I hope essentially is that maybe brings a unification between the two ecosystems. Right now, they're building it. They're trying to get some support, some inputs from developers to try to help build it and make it a stronger ecosystem so that they can actually start using it uh, more mainstream. Uh, that's one of the main things I think that we're still waiting to see what happens with Project Fuchsia. It's not, it's not a ready state yet uh, to be. Uh, it's, and I hope it does actually culminate into something that we can actually start using um, on our devices. Uh, will you get uh, why we? Okay, so I think Davin Davis. I think we already talked about that one. Sorry, I'm, I'm actually catching up. Ten forty six. Oh wow, I'm ten minutes late on comments. Okay, let me see here. Uh, TK Davin Davis, yeah, good phone. I got mine um, on AliExpress. It's a Chinese version. Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, Geeky Nasim. Oh wait, am I going backwards? Or or maybe okay, maybe Geeky Nasim posted the comment twice. Uh, let me see. Uh, should uh, yeah, uh, you will get it before me since mine is the P40. <laughs> yes, yes. If there is a, if there is a beta, uh, that's my goal. I mean, goal is to be able to get on on that list as soon as possible. Um, I think I would prefer. Uh, so Dominic Wong, hey man, how you doing? Says, I think I would prefer installing a custom ROM than using Harmony OS. BlackBerry tried to uh, tried to support Android apps uh, with their own OS, but the performance was very very poor. So I'm with you. If you have the option, and first, if you have your device unlocked and you're actually already running on a custom ROM, I you're probably already ahead of the curve because you're probably already on Android 11 at this point. That's one thing to be said. Uh, but if you do have the option, if you're considering going uh, either you know custom ROM or Harmony OS. Uh, I think, yeah, if you're comfortable installing a custom ROM and making sure to maintain it and updating it and, and right, finding the right combination for your system, I totally would recommend that. Uh, because at the end of the day, you're more in control of what going, what's going on on your smartphone, uh, and you're able to customize the, uh, the experience there. What Harmony OS is trying to provide is a solution or a third-party solution to Android and iOS. We used to have Windows Mobile, and Windows Mobile was one of the, basically it was three ecosystems, right? We had Android, iOS, and Windows Mobile. 
Unfortunately, Windows Mobile is out the door. And that's something that's been on. We haven't had other OSs or ecosystems come and take over. Tizen from Samsung was somewhat of trying to take over. And I think at some point we started seeing some devices. I think if I'm not mistaken, there are some devices that Samsung sells that do run Tizen as an operating system, but they're running uh, the one UI on top of it. So you wouldn't even know. So Harmony is providing us that experience. We don't know exactly how it's going to look. It may even look just the same exact way as uh, one UI, I'm sorry, EMUI on, on other devices are. And if that's the situation, more people, most people won't even realize what they're going. Uh, the main thing that I would probably say, though, is compatibility with other apps, compatibility with other devices, and, and security on your device. That's going to be the primary reason where people had concerns. Uh, not just the older version of Android, which I think Huawei is trying to circumvent by doing this. Uh, it's also the ability of doing something, you know, the ability of updating and using the apps on your on your ecosystem. Question is, will other companies start using it? That's going to be something to actually for us to start keep looking at. Because I, I would envision Huawei not making this purely for them, that they're trying to make an alternative for their areas in case there's ever a concern. Uh, and it's something to keep in mind. Is it is it potentially the, the next, uh, you know, custom ROM uh, that, you know, or, or custom operating system that uh, becomes global at some point? Could that be? It's possible that that's on on, on Huawei's uh, you know radar. Uh, let me see here. I think. Da, 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 da. Hey, Dan is in the chat. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, Dan. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So I didn't think he was going to make it. He and I kind of have a, a cross live stream. Uh, uh, actually, that, okay. He is my other partner. He's my he's my other uh, partner in crime when it comes down to Apex Legends. Um, Dan and I have been playing. I'm so coincidentally for some reason there's a perfect timing from when he goes on live okay he does like a three to four hour live session in the morning um my time in the morning it's noon time or so his time um and he he pays basically about four hours worth of apex legend and the last i think this week i think a couple of days or so i was able to jump on and play with him and we were able to get our mics running at the end um uh, josh if you're listening yeah same problem with him uh, but I did end up getting my mic working in the game with uh, Dan in the in the game, but I couldn't jump on on his Microsoft server, which I think we still need to kind of work on that. But definitely very nice to see uh, <laughs> Dan is in the chat in there. Uh, oops, I saw something and then it jumped. Windows Phone. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Shout out to Gary the Fireman uh, for for being a legend and uh, volunteering to help save lives and make a difference. Absolutely, um, always, always, always appreciated. Um, Anything you guys can do and anything you can, you know that anybody else is able to do to help other people, that's always going to be the, the best way to do it. You, you want to be able to participate and help others be able to enjoy their life. And if you're able to participate by volunteering, then that's a great way to do it. And uh, here, here, man, of course. Uh, here, guys, <laughs> Dan is just, just messing with me. Now, it, it's fun. It's fun. And he plays a lot of other games, too. I, I've seen Rocket League there. I've seen, um, I want to see... Um, what is it called? F1. You play F1 a little bit later on as well. I don't know if you were, st I don't catch those streams, but uh, for sure. Uh, Joe Hickey saying, uh, here, here, man. A hashtag Gary, the legend, the fireman, the man, uh, the man, the man himself. Love you guys, uh, Gary. Always, always. Uh, Greg will always be team custom ROMs. It's, I, I pretty much can almost 90% say, and I'll say the same. It's something, it, it's something that you need to, I think once you you start dabbling in custom ROMs, once you start dabbling into rooting, modding, and or unlocking your bootloader, there's something to be said about the fun things that you can find that you can do to your smartphone that weren't even possible before because of limitations that were set. Um, 
back in the day when I started doing ROMs and, and just basically rooting and, and getting into all of those was primarily because at the, at the end of the day, we had devices that had features were released like in specific regions, right? Like you were, you would get the U S version that gets this feature, the Asian version gets one. And then custom ROMs started providing us those experience in a unified area. Uh, then we started seeing exposed, the exposed modules that were starting to come out, which enabled us to turn on more uh, power user level customizations into our smartphone that again, even custom ROMs weren't giving us. Uh, but the custom, the exposed module used to work with even stock ROMs that were rooted. So essentially, you get a Samsung or something like that that's running TouchWiz or I think early one UI. And then you get exposed running on it. You can now inject new features and even modify existing features to work in a specific way if they were limited. Uh, a lot of other companies, a lot of people also use like you know, the Gcam mods to be able to you know get better performance out of their cameras. There's a lot of different things. Uh, it does take a little bit of time. It does take a lot of reading. So make sure if you're comfortable uh, and you have some time, definitely check it out. XDA is literally one of the best options. If you Google the word, the, the brand of your phone, and at the end of that search uh, string, type in the word XDA, you'll be able to find a lot of more information about that. So Greg, of course, always, always uh, team team mod for sure. Uh, I like a lot of a lot of the stuff with uh, with iPhones, but always get get uh, drawn back to Android. It's it's a tough. It, it's like I said, it's more of a comfort, uh, and it also depends on how you first started. Um, for us, for the most part, like I said, I started with Windows Mobile, went to Palm OS, went to BlackBerry OS, and then jumped on Android. Um, iPhones were there, and I used and throughout the, my entire experience with smartphones. I think till the beginning of maybe the iPhone three. Um, not the iPhone 2. The iPhone 3 is, I think, when I first, uh, 3, 3, and 3, no, 3, the 3G, sorry, the iPhone 3G. Um, that was my initial experience with with iPhones as a standard driver, a daily driver smartphone. I never really felt the need, or I never felt that iPhones were doing more for me than Android. And for the most part, I've always continued to kind of use both. Uh, my latest iPhone is the 11 Pro Max, then upgrade to the 12 Pro Max. It's not really enough, that much of an upgrade. So for me, it just works and it is there. Uh, cameras are great when it comes down to video, although on stills, I still prefer pixels. So there, there's a little bit of a back and forth, I would probably say. Let me see here. Uh, Dominic jumping in back in there, Windows Phone Doodle. Uh, Doodle Xenos. Okay, so um, Samsung DeX is a, is great. Um, can you use DeX interface on tab on the Tab S4 or One UI interface uh, for two launchers? The Tab S7 Plus has wireless DeX, DeX launcher, and One you uh, One UI just uh, great all around choice for a launcher experience out of the box. Uh, so that's true. Uh, the Tab S7 Plus for for the most part, I think has the best uh, implementation of DeX because. As you're saying, not only can you use DeX wirelessly, meaning I can project it to a TV, you can also use DeX on the actual tablet, running it on the actual tablet. So it becomes the UI uh, experience there. But you're also able to connect it to, a, uh, let's say, an external display and still get DeX running on there as well. So there's a lot of different options for you to be able to benefit. And we have to appreciate that it's Samsung's experience with DeX has been uh, evolved over many, many years. This is not something that just started. Uh, they initially uh, pioneered the first split screen function functionality that we now enjoy on all of our Android devices that before Google implemented that as a, as a native feature. Uh, so that was part of the original Note smartphones that everybody used to love, the ability of running two apps simultaneously with split screen. 
so, coincidentally, I one of my favorite mo uh, mods on the uh, on the original Note Two and Note Three was ex an expose mod that allowed me to actually add all of the apps on the Samsung uh, ecosystem or any app in the app drawer to to show up in split screen because Samsung at the time released it with only I think a small handful of apps and you can only do it with specific ones and then everybody was like, but what about my favorite app? What about Twitter? What about all that other stuff? So there was expose modules that enabled us to actually mod those options and enable them by default. So again, one of the reasons why we mod. Uh, Rolando's in the chat, man. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, man, making some noise um, over here on Reddit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of, of which, um, if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, there is a very, very nice subreddit uh, managed by Juan Carlos Pagnell, which a buddy of ours here on the channel is, of course, uh, it's called Glowing Rectangles. It's uh, r slash Android slash Glowing Rectangles. And it's a great place to find a lot of content um, from creators that you may never have never heard from, but would definitely be surprising you. And it's community-based, so a lot of us are not only sharing, but also upvoting. So if you like something and you see it, upvote it, give it some love. And of course, uh, people will be able to get some more, uh, you know, some more, I would say, eyeballs on their, sh on their work for, the sh for sure. Uh, let me see what else we have here. My tech review is so true. Uh, oh, man. Okay, so then... Uh, oh, okay. So... Um, uh, Minhaj is saying, as Muhammad is saying, um, I like how Mi phones uh, have an EU ROM, uh, uh, EU ROM options, which is more like the official one, but offers uh, but offers you more than the Chinese ROM for global users. So, I think this is partially what what, what we have essentially is the approach of where Xiaomi can target their experiences to the markets that they're in. So yes, the Chinese version of the ROM sometimes has features that only make sense in the Chinese market, like certain apps, certain functionalities. Uh, and the global ROM, I think the EU generally, the EU model version of it has almost everything that you want, but typically is the last to receive the update. So if you think about it as Chinese, mom, Chinese ROMs will get updated faster, sooner than European ROMs, but at some point we'll get all the features. I, I love the I love how uh, MIUIs uh, are actually have been upgraded uh, in the recent years. Uh, definitely since MIUI 12, uh, even though it was when it was running on Android 10, it was still very, very powerful. I feel like that they took a lot of the background processes. It's not slowed down anymore. And um, Android 11 update with MIUI 12 was definitely very nice. And I can't wait to see what else they're able to do, uh, especially since it runs so good. That's just one of those really nicely updated devices. Um, Sorry, guys. Let's see here. Um, sorry, Davin Davis. Uh, Windows uh, first was Windows Mobile. He started on Windows Mobile, went to Symbian, went to BlackBerry, went to iOS, went back to Windows Phone, then to Android. Is <laughs> my story with a massive overlap of using two OSs simultaneously. Uh, I think it's a big, big, big thing for me. Windows Mobile. Um, so I started using Windows Mobile back when it was basically Windows Mobile six, before we went to Windows Mobile as just Windows Mobile on you know like the I think the tiled experience, if you kind of have to kind of look over um, back with Windows Mobile 5 and Windows Mobile 6, and then I'm jumping over uh, to, like I said, to jumping over to Palm OS with Symbian OS, and then going over from there to BlackBerry because BlackBerry was the next evolution. Everybody had a BlackBerry kind of thing. Um, and then literally I went from a BlackBerry, I want to say the BlackBerry curve to the first Nexus 1. And that was my experience. I did have the, 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 the original Nexus, um, not the Nexus... Um, Oh man, I, the name is escaping me. The first Android device on, uh, oh, the G1, that's what it was. So the um, the T-Mobile G1, which essentially was an HTC smartphone with a sliding keyboard. Um, that I did play with a little bit. I never actually decided to go with it. I went with the Nexus One, which coincidentally is sitting somewhere in the wall there. Not my original, but a version that I bought back again. I wanted to try it out. 
So uh, yeah, no, once I jumped on Android and I saw what you can do, the experiences. Now, back then, keep in mind, we didn't even have video. There was just images, right? I mean, you, you were lucky if you had, there was no front-facing camera. It was all on the back-facing camera and there was no video capability. It was like the Nexus, I turn it on, I have no video. I can take pictures and that's it. And it was a really bad 0.3 megapixel, not even me a full megapixel camera. Uh, so for sure, uh, a friend of mine had a G1. Yes, so the, the, the G1 is a is a classic. Uh, there was two two versions of it, I think. The T-Mobile G1 was the one we knew here in the U.S. Uh, and it was it was a big event. I think uh, T-Mobile was trying to make a big thing about it at the time, launching the first Android device uh, as a carrier because no other carriers were carrying uh, Android devices at the time. So there's definitely a lot of good things, HTC. Uh, HTC for me, so uh, Dan saying that my first device was an HTC Desire. Um, HTC carried us for quite some time back from the days of Windows Mobile, like with the, H uh, the HTC Touch. The uh, I want to say the MDA was also one of my other ones, or earlier ones. And then there is, I, I want to say the HTC Slide. I could be wrong on that name, uh, but it was an, an AT&T in the model. Essentially, uh, it, they all featured key sliding keyboards. So uh, except for the HTC Touch, there was the Touch Pro that I came out later with the keyboard. But uh, yeah, HTC. Ah, oh man, I, I miss the glory days of HTC. Those those were definitely very nice. Um, <laughs> Greg will always mess with me. I can't find it. I say, so okay. I'll say this. Uh, I spent about two to three hours early today, this morning. I'm seriously trying to clean up some of the stuff in the office. I have a lot of boxes, I'm not, I, I, and I have boxes that I shouldn't be carrying, uh, you know, uh, using or keeping for any reason. Um, I found a couple of little surprises, but unfortunately, none of those were the Nexus 6. Uh, I want to get the Nexus 6 up and running and get it running uh, running very, very well. Um, back, in the day, <laughs> back in the day, we had no video. TK2021, no audio. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Shots have been fired, and we're not even in Call of Duty. Okay? We're not even in Call of Duty. Matt is shooting. Okay, yes. Back in the day, no video. 2021, no audio, TK. That's how we do it. Um, I don't know why it's such a crippling issue for me when it comes down to Call of Duty. I mean, don't get me wrong. 90% of the time when I'm playing COD or I'm playing uh, you know, uh, Legends, I'm actually playing by myself. I'm not with anybody that I'm in a conversation. So I don't typically, if I'm on a squad that I'm not playing with, like if it's not Josh, um, you know, Matt or, you know, Sam or, you know, some of the other guys, because we, we played together. So Sam from Matt and Sam from the across the podcast show, we played together before we have uh, Andrew as well, uh, you know, uh, fat produce, Josh Quinones. Uh, and if, and of course, Dan and I play also on apex legends and so on. So I typically don't talk to anybody else unless I'm in a chat with people. So it doesn't bug me as much. So I haven't really had to spend that much time for a solution that works like 90% of the time. Uh, when I do jump in on a game with them, like I said, this headphones or this headset works perfectly fine for 90% of my experiences. Unfortunately, there is that problem and I, and I need to spend some time on it. And I just have been too lazy, I guess. And so, yeah, the audio problem, I think will they'll be able to razz me on that one for quite some time. My first smartphone was, oh, the sensation. Okay. I'll take a step back with the sensation. Okay, so the sensation had a very unique, um, and these are very like uh, I want to say basically devices that we we purchase and that we we use have a very uh, strong emotional connection because when we got them, there was a big emotional connection to them, right? The sensation was one of the first smartphones to have an entire unibody metal design that the device, the smartphone, inserted into the actual case. In the U.S., they uh, they advertised it because of the camera experience. It was supposed to be really good for moving. Uh, they, there was a whole bunch of different uh, camera options that they designed uh, that they focused on. 
but it was also one of the most sexy devices that I've ever seen. And I don't use the word sexy for too many things, but the sensation definitely looked very nice. So I had that one and I haven't been able, I, I should be able to maybe pick up another sensation just to have it, to add it to the collection. I, at this point, I think older smartphones like the Nexus one, I don't keep them because I'm going to use them. It's really intended to be more of a memorabilia. I mean, I picked that one up for about 35 bucks, um, you know, obviously used. So it's more intended to, for the device to be, you know, basically a part of a collection. So the sensation was also another one. Um, oh, uh, bits, uh, uh, bits, bits of Ben saying, I like to play, uh, sorry, here, the plane, uh, Streets of Rage 4. I haven't had that. I haven't checked that out. And then Sonic uh, uh, Manasai is in there as well. And Mania. <laughs> Uh, here, uh, Dan jumping in. Street Rage 4 is good. Uh, Soar 2 was my oh, was my childhood as well, of course. Oh man, always, always. Uh, TK Bay, just a reminder that we are an hour into the live stream and I got the no audio issue with uh, with my sound core. To uh, I had I've got the no audio. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, I I'll say this and probably say this maybe easily, but I was using them for like three hours this morning, no problem. Uh, maybe if you can help me understand what the audio problem is when you say no audio uh, meaning it just doesn't connect or the uh, it's having problems maybe within the settings on your Bluetooth that you need to turn on media audio so let me know um, Jimmy I'm not sure why I haven't heard actually I'll be surprised but I'm, uh, I haven't actually heard of any issues uh, with uh, the Q35s yet um, yes HTC were great in, the, in developing phones for both Windows and Android they made some great devices and raised raised the bar uh, very unfortunate that what's happening to them right now which again they're not gone they're not totally out of the conversation it's just their devices now are more I, I think they're 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 targeting or at least their their approach to smartphones is different right you know they obviously have more more involvement in their HTC 5 department there are other devices and other things that they focused on um and it's it's weird because they played such a big role at one point that they for them to be in where they are right now. Uh, but the desire for sure uh, was one of their biggest things. Uh, they also uh, they used to have a I forgot the name of it in the U.S. They released one on Sprint that was a 3D a, a 3D camera and a 3D display on a smartphone. They were also dabbing into 3D displays once that that fad was kind of going through uh, everything. Um, Gary's saying is uh, my Nexus 6 only charges up to 85%, but I'm, uh, I still love that beast. Dual front-facing speakers all the way for life. Uh, yes, no, definitely. Uh, it, the Nexus 6 was a behemoth of a Nexus. Uh, this actually, if anything, is closest to the Nexus... Um, I want to say the if it, the 6... Was, it, was the Nexus 5 was also uh, pretty big, the one that Huawei made for them. Uh, but I want to... The short answer is yes. Large, uh, like it's a big display, stereo speakers, headphone jack running pure Android and of course all goodness and uh, we're able to actually even get Android 11 to run on it now uh, using like a GSI type based ROM um, that was that was a lie TK <laughs> sexy all the time <laughs> oh my god I I, 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 I am not going to be able to uh, kind of just jump down this way so Harmony OS um, uh, so uh, Shihab is asking Shihab Muhammad is asking Harmony OS question kind of like what's going on um, it's going to be announced, obviously, in the next couple of days. I am, I should be able to get it installed on my Mate 40 Pro, so hopefully get that running and see exactly how it runs. I do have the P40 Pro, and um, I don't have, obviously, the P50 hasn't been announced, but so we'll have to see how that goes. I'm also kind of, that's interesting. Uh, at this point, we typically have a P50 already. Unless I totally missed it. Hold on, let me double check. I, I totally, I'm the uh, uh, wrong device. Here it is. Okay. 
Uh, P50, still GSM Arena, still talking about it. Ooh. Uh, phone specific. Okay, so I guess there is a P50. No, I think those are the the renders. Um, I I could be wrong. I I didn't think it was released. I don't think the yeah. Uh, I could be wrong. Okay, so it, the P, the P40. Sorry, the Mate 40 Pro or the Mate 50. The, the Mate 40 Pro should be it should be perfectly fine. I think that's that'll more than likely get Harmony OS. So uh, we'll have to have some coverage on that as well and see how that kind of works out. Uh, I would probably say wait a little bit before you jump onto it if you're thinking about it. Um, mostly because of compatibility and just to see how it works. And if anything, I think it's going to be primarily going to be in beta. It's not going to be released full version yet. And in a small list of devices that are supporting it. Um, why does Twitter and Reddit uh, stutters a lot even when at 120 hertz displays uh, and flash SOCs? Um, some of that probably is not due to the apps themselves, um, more so the caching process that they have. Twitter and Reddit are very heavy in instant access to data. So there's not a lot of static data running in those. So your system is consistently pulling data on and on and on and on and on. So as you're scrolling, the stutter effect isn't due to the fact that your display is uh, uh, having issues or the refresh rate or even the processor. It's just that the data that you're trying to pull just hasn't been cached. So your system is trying to be smart about predicting what amount of data to, to load. So if you're scrolling a couple of times um, and you'll notice after by the third or fourth swipe, you're starting to like, oh, but this little bit of stuttering. That's because it's trying to catch up. If your network connection is not as fast as your refresh rate, then that becomes a little bit of an issue. It's kind of like saying I have the fastest car out there, but I'm limited to drive at 35 miles an hour on a specific highway. So those, those constraints kind of, it will slow it down. The car can only perform at that level. Um, so I would probably make sure that you, either your connection is strong or you're on Wi-Fi, and that typically will fix the problem, but it's 90% a caching issue. Twitter and Instagram um, and even um, Reddit are very heavy in background processes, and a lot of data needs to be pulled for them to be able to populate in front of you, uh, especially Twitter, because most of those are actually smaller form factors. So you're scrolling, and a lot of that data is just not sitting there. It doesn't. Um, the apps don't typically back up uh, that much data. There are some devices that do try to do a little bit more, uh, but again, in typical fashion, it's the weakest link in the chain that typically causes the experience to kind of be slowed down a little bit. Uh, let me see here. Oops, I think I jumped a few. Oh no, here it is, ER. Um, ER, um, I nearly went to HTC for their uh, for their early Windows 8 devices uh, when the Lumia and uh, the, the, yeah, so uh, when Lumia never looked back. Uh, so once you go Lumia, yeah, exactly. I think, and uh, Juan actually showed us the Lumia, if I'm not mistaken, on the uh, Best of Our Week show a couple of days ago. If you guys haven't, haven't had a chance to check that out, the Best of Our Week podcast that Juan and I do put together, um, he did a quick tour of his office. He's moving into the, the Gadget Lab 4.0 uh, in the new place. So definitely excited to see there. The new the new developments there and uh, and what they're having in there. But uh, Bob Knorek, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Sabaho, hey man, hope you're doing well. Uh, actually, no ER. Uh, okay, so okay here. So Jimmy Fire uh, Dragon is uh, going back into the Q35. He's having a little bit of a problem there. He's saying I don't hear any audio, so uh, I don't hear you for like five to ten seconds, or until I have to go into my settings on the uh, on the iPad Air two. Uh, and tap the the device, and then it fixes the uh, the audio. So there seems to be a, a delay. Um, okay. Um, 
I'm not sure if it's something to do with the radio. Uh, are you in the, the other thing I would probably say is make sure that you're in direct line of sight. I, I'm not sure how iPhone, sorry, iPads uh, typically do uh, as far as radios when it comes down to non-iOS headphones. So it, it could be the codec compatibility there uh, and between the two uh, earpieces. But my, at the end of the day, for me, I, I mean, I've had it, and I, I'll, I'll caveat that by saying this, I'm using it with an Android device. Um, I usually have my phone here in the studio and I'm, I walk off and go into the living room, go to the backyard, go to the, the front yard. There's, I can actually go between 20, 10, 20 feet away from my phone and my audio stays very strong with the uh, Q35s. Um, the other thing I would probably say is, have you checked to see if you have any updates? Maybe there's an update that that, that is missing that maybe will fix some of the audio concerns. I'll definitely check that out. Um, let me see here real quick. Da, 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 TK. With me 11 ultra, me 11 ultra super <laughs> oh man it, you forgot to put 5g in there so it would be the me 11 the me 11 ultra 5g super grand um there'll be a lot of names man oh the evo 3d yes thank you davin thank you thank you very much the htc evo 3d was the first sprint phone that come out in the u.s with the 3d display this was around the time again i mean even amazon put out a phone um it was a big thing for them because they were talking about stereoscopic cameras the ability of actually using the cameras to measure distances and there's a whole bunch of things that they focus on it it was it was a one of a kind no other device came out with that uh from them but yeah for sure uh the redmi note 9s uh you know f1 I'm, i haven't really seen a lot about information about the redmi note 9. let me see here real quick uh Redmi Note 9S because I've done uh, I've used the Note 10 Pro. Uh, so here, Redmi Note 9 Pro. Uh, oh, that's the Note 9, not the Note 9S. So okay, I'm trying to pull uh, the info on the Note 9S. Oh here, oh, it, it seems like it's a decent smartphone. So here it is the Redmi Note 9S uh, smartphone. It's a 6.67 inch QHD Full HD Plus, 5000 milliampere. I mean, on paper, it's, it sounds like it's actually pretty decent uh, for the price point, if you think about it. It's a little bit light on RAM. It's only four gigs of RAM, but uh, I would probably say the version of, uh, of MIUI on that, this is not going to be very heavy. Uh, so yeah, definitely, if you're thinking about it, and it's a sub $200 smartphone in the US, so I'm imagining being, that it would be even cheaper, depending on the market that you're able to pick it up from. So for sure. Um, I changed my battery on my Nexus. <laughs> you opened it up. You delaminated the back of the Nexus. Uh, sorry. Um, um, it's actually a good deal. Uh, if you're, I forgot, that's one of the other things you could do. If you change the battery, that fixes the charging uh, issue. Uh, battery aging is 90% of the problem where most people don't realize not being able to charge up the full uh, to 100% after some time. Uh, and many more, and many, many more games um, and fun chats on, <laughs> on their channel. I see what Matt is doing. Uh, check it. So here, uh, Matt saying is check out Twitch uh, for me and Val. So Val, um, it's Val Val um, and um, hardware and and hot hot okay hot hardware um, and uh, shameless plugs. Uh, no, for sure they definitely they've been pulling up a lot of games. Uh, Matt and Matt and Val have been jumping in a lot of games. Although uh, again, depending on the timing, we can all jump in sometimes on those. Uh, let me see here. What else we have here? Da, da, da. Dominic Juan. Um, yeah, what about Nokia? I think we're seeing a few other. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Okay. Let's do this real quick. TK, the P50 got delayed um, and uh, and all. Yeah, so I I think that's what it was. I think we we saw a lot of leaks. We There was some renders and so on, And if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I know that I haven't heard of it actually company officially coming out. It could be part of 
the Harmony OS, but it makes sense. I mean, realistically, releasing more and more smartphones that are running two-year-old uh, versions of Android, um, I would delay it a little bit and maybe run it fully with Harmony OS if that's going to be their approach, as opposed to just selling it and uh, trying to get it, you know, where people's main thing are going to be, it's still running Android 10, we can't use 90%. So you don't want those conversations. You want to give a path forward for people so that they can see this and see how it actually competes into their uh, basically ecosystem or lifestyle. Does it fit? So um, my hope essentially is that we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the, the, the Note 20 Ultra is still the the last the, the last Note 20 Note that we've seen so far um, since we're not going to have a 21. The Note 20 Ultra is very, very nice, very capable. Uh, my wife's using it as her daily driver, so it's very capable. And uh, I think seriously still has a lot of the ultra types uh, the ultra title in there correctly mst is in there sd card support is in there uh, large display the s pen support a lot of the functions in there the, a lot of, even the new features that we have on the s21 ultra with the s pen don't match what's currently on the note 20 ultra that came out late last year so and you of course you have 5g and so on so i feel like the if you if you're looking for a really good experience the end of 2020 uh, for us from samsung the note 20 ultra is still a very good contender so for sure let me see here. Yeah, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Sorry about that. Um, so it's weird with um, with the um, moderation of the channel. So you know, if you guys know, Aditya and Matt are both moderators on the channel. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say uh, Joe is as well. But one thing to keep in mind is that um, the comments still show up on my side because it pulls from the system, even though I don't see it. So uh, I appreciate your help, guys. Uh, of course. Um, Rolando's jumping in. Hey TK, have you seen uh have you seen the blooming uh sorry, have you seen the blooming on the new iPad Pro 12.9? Uh, I bought one last week, very uh very nasty and and um and uh more when you are in the dark environment. So unfortunately, I haven't seen a lot of that. Uh I didn't I haven't been really big. The last iPad I bought was the 10.1 and that was years ago and it still sits uh, it literally is still mounted on one of the arms and I typically don't even turn it on. Uh, I use it every once in a while on my Mac, uh, on my P Mac PC uh, when I'm doing some work and I use it as an external monitor. But uh, that is something to keep in mind. I mean, by new new Macs having those type of issues, especially on in the darker because you're able to see more of the light bleeding issues, I would definitely be be concerned. It, it may end up just being a bad unit. Have you, I mean, is it possible for you to get it switched maybe? Let's see. Um, Davin Davis, they released the one series uh, a year later. Yeah, no. Do Nexus 6 uh, and Pixel and Pixel 2 XL are the prides of my phone museum. I can't give I can't give my Motorola uh, Admiral away. Uh, rest in peace, Nextel. Uh, man, Nextel, dude. Uh, I used to rock a Nextel as well. One of my previous jobs, that was our phones. Uh, the two-way radio options in there were sure, for, for sure very, very nice. Um, oops, jumped real there. Uh, let me see here. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, let's see where we are. Uh, okay, Joey. <laughs> okay, so um, I do. This is a good uh, kind of like a little bit of a break in there between the system here. I do want to show you guys real quick the brand new laptop from uh, Honor that they got a chance to send me over. I want to say thank you very much. Let's see. Do we have the good view? Ba, ba, ba. We'll do a quick walkthrough. Shouldn't take us too long. Let me see here. We have. Da, da, da. Okay, so. 
Okay, so the laptop we're talking about today, and I'm going to move my mouse a little bit to the right. So here it is. This is the Honor Magic Book Pro. This is the Intel version of it. There's two versions. They're Intel and AMD. They released them this year. This is a 2021 model edition. So you can see definitely a very nice finish. Uh, not the color version. Uh, they have a different one that had the blue color tone. So this one just comes in one color. This is the silver model. Uh, you can definitely see here very nice offsets. Some uh, Basically a straight line offset at the bottom. Another one here on the back. So no uh, basically, uh, I would say button style. This is just flat. The speaker grill open for air as well. And of course, uh, some more air ventilation in the back. Let me double check here. This is just a serial number. So we're here. Okay. So what we see here, essentially, it's, it still says basically Huawei technology. I think this is based obviously before the separation where the hardware was developed. Uh, and um, on the top, again, honor. So we'll just do a finger opening. So we'll go one finger. Eh, no, it needs to. So first and foremost, you'll notice large display, very, very beautiful display here. So you'll see here. So obviously today uh, there is a fingerprint scanner here. So I'll just go and put my fingerprint scanner and it unlocks. And of course you get my home screen. Uh, this is my own design wallpaper. The picture isn't mine, but everything else is. Um, so what we're getting here essentially is it's running Windows 10. Let me just do Windows system. Da, da, da. So we'll do it. Sorry here. Uh, it's not a touch. It's not the touch edition version of this laptop. Uh, they do, they did have other ones in the past uh, that do typically have that. So here, um, so you can see here basically on the on the uh, on the setup, it's running the i5 processor. So as far as Windows Home 10 edition, so it's the 10th generation i5 processor. This is the TM, uh, the 10 I think it's the 10 210 uh, U processor. Uh, it does have an NVIDIA GPU. It's the MX350 discrete graphic card. We have 16 gigs of RAM. We can see that right there. 16 gigs of uh, LPDDR4 RAM, 512 gig SSD hard drive. It is the Magic Book Pro 2021 edition. Uh, dual fan support, 65 watt charging, Type-C charging. And that's going to be with, if I'm not mistaken here, uh, this is the included charger in the box. Again, USB-C that include. Now, the one I have is a UK style, but I'm sure there'll be different versions depending on the countries it's available. Uh, the click pad here, so what we have, the mouse pad is very nice, very large, clicking both right and left, very very easy geared to be very portable. Uh, we have the front-facing speakers here with the microphone, oops, sorry, with the fingerprint sensor that's present here. So let's go ahead and uh, let's lock. So what we'll do here, we're just going to say put the sleep. So putting the phone, the, the laptop to sleep, very simple. And then unlocking it is very, very easy. You just basically push the power button, put your finger on it, and it's going to wake it up and automatically log you in into Windows and directly into Continuum. Um, one thing I would probably say that, it, that I was hoping that was going to change with the system is that the camera, the camera is still sitting in the keyboard. So the experience for this is very much if you're ever typing in on camera, your fingers are in front of it. So what I mean by this is this. So here, let's go ahead and open up camera. Yeah, I know, I know. So if I'm, uh, let's open up the camera app. Yes, and here. So you can definitely see here, fingers. And if I'm typing here, this is obviously one of the worst positions. Like you can never be typing and on camera at the same time. So the camera is present right there, very small. Uh, and again, it gives you it gives you the ability of doing video and for conference calling. But uh, if you have the phone or if you have the, the, the laptop propped up a little bit higher, it works very nicely. Um, it doesn't open all the way. So here, this is the most that the opening kind of goes through. We have a USB-C charging with a 65 watt charger. We have a, obviously here an HDMI out, a standard USB type uh, 3.0 USB type A. The camera itself will close it. 
On the right side, we have two more USB-Cs and it does actually have a headphone jack. And you can definitely see here the opening for air for, for air ventilation. Uh, the keyboard style is not a US style keyboard. You'll notice the different format here with the enter, the shift key, the controls, but it fits nicely. It has a good travel as far as the way what we get here. Sounds really nice. Uh, and then of course, video kind of looks really good. Uh, overall, it's an i5 processor. It is the Pro Edition, 16 gigs of RAM, uh, and it should be able to handle almost anything you want. I've been testing out the DaVinci Resolve on it, uh, editing some videos in there, ran some benchmarks. Um, I'm probably going to be pushing out a video on this hopefully next week, kind of just going through some of my initial impressions of the brand new, um, you know, the, the Ma Magic Book Pro. Um, but again, keep in mind, it does have uh, basically a no touch control. So that's one thing that's not there, uh, but it's a large battery, 56 watt, uh, sorry, I think 65 watt charging and a 56 kilowatt hours. Uh, so it's 56 watt hours, uh, basically a capacity battery. And it charges very, very fast. I'm trying to see if there was any other kind of specific dimensions that I'm missing here. It's a 1080p panel, not a 4K. Um, it's 100% sRGB, um, I think, uh, sRGB gamut, typical value. Tough, uh, tough Rhineland, uh, flicker-free certification. And uh, yeah, all, all the USB ports are USB 3.0 with USB-C being the only one that is uh, standard USB-C and HDMI out. So hopefully that helps. Sorry, that was, that was my quick kind of like, <laughs> man. So Russ is jumping in, which is very interesting. So here, Russ says, I would never buy a laptop um, with that kind of camera position. It should always be on the top part of the bezel. And I agree with you. I think when Huawei first introduced this uh, this experience, it was unique, right? Because what they ended up doing is they were trying to give us a better bezel-less experience on the display. So they wanted to go bigger on the display and they wanted to kind of give you that experience. But they always realized that for them to be able to go bezel-less, they needed to actually remove the camera. So where do you put the camera when you remove it? Uh, the keyboard was about the only place to put it in. So using it over time, it, it, and if you're not doing video calls and so on, that's going to be one thing. But if you're ever on a call and you're trying to be productive, that finger conversation kind of happens there. So typically nine times out of 10, I ended up shutting up my camera by just pressing the button. It turns off my camera automatically since it's the only camera. Uh, and then, of course, you can finish up your work and then open up the camera and get back into the conversation. But yes, the placement could definitely be uh, pl placed in a better place. Um, the other thing I would probably say, though, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to knock it. Um, if anything, 2020 taught us and even early 2021 where we are right now is that cameras on laptops are not really going to be the best cameras that we can use. What we are talking on right now is an actual uh, basically the A7S three from Sony. That's what I use as my camera for uh, for video recording, for live chat, for live streaming and so on. And of course, even video calls uh, when I jump on with calls with other people, because, again, the best cameras, unfortunately, are still not part of laptops. Um, the Honor, the Magic Book Pro is very well-rounded. It has enough RAM and have enough system resources to actually be able to run most things that you want to run on it. It's an i5. Now, it's not an i9, so it's basically you know, not going to be an i7. But overall, performance is going to be decent. Uh, like I said, uh, DaVinci Resolve runs on this. Uh, you're able to run, obviously, office applications, play some light gaming, cloud gaming as well. Uh, the NVIDIA G uh, GPU that you have in here is nice. It's a discrete graphic card. Uh, but it's something to keep in mind that it's not obviously a 1080 or seven, you know 20 series. It's an MX series. It's intended to be good enough to be able to give us a great experience when you're doing external display. So you can connect this and get up to a 4K resolution there. Um, you can utilize the keyboard connectivity. We don't have touch, but we have a really good fingerprint sensor. It also does support screen mirroring for Honor smartphones and Huawei smartphones. So I can tap my phone on that little tag on the bottom. Let me show you what I mean. And here they're calling it the magic, the honor magic link, but essentially it's the Huawei link. Let me switch back one more time. 
it's this little uh, little icon that you see here where it says um, it says the honor magic link. So by tapping your smartphone in here with uh, on that pot on that spot with the uh, keyboard uh, with the, sorry with an NFT tag turned on, it automatically projects your smartphone over the same Wi-Fi to the to your to your laptop, and you're able to share content, kind of like that MIUI Plus that I was talking to you guys before. But it's again something that Huawei has been using for quite some time. Let me see here. Uh, Matt Tyler, <laughs> I like that. This camera is perfectly placed if you want to show somebody what's going up your nose. Uh, it does, it, like I said, placement is definitely very interesting. Typically, the way I end up holding it 90% of the time is, now you're thinking of it as the, the level that you saw there, right? Because it's, it's kind of like what we use our laptop, right? It's pretty much flat. But if you open up the camera, let's go ahead and open up here. Uh, no, wrong way. And typically what I end up doing is raising the laptop like this a little bit higher. So it kind of gives us more of a straight view. Uh, you are more than likely to use this camera correctly. You're going to have to actually step back. You cannot use this, this camera in the way it is with you sitting at this close of a proximity. So meaning I can't be on the laptop and just tilt the display. There's a functional issue here. To use this, you have to prop it set it and then you step away so in theory your fingers will never be an issue because you will never be sitting that close to it if you need to do some work with this type of laptop you're going to have to get something like this like a wireless keyboard and mouse connected uh bluetooth wise and then use it as, as a distance which could be it could be a good or a bad thing depending on your experience under display camera on laptop would be welcomed. Uh, I think that's going to be the next level, right? I mean, we saw the Axon 20 last year, or yeah, late last year, show us uh, initial implementation. Xiaomi did the same thing with their, uh, I think was it the Mi Mix series, where they're starting to put the cameras under display. But that kind of a little bit fizzled away, all right? The Axon 30 doesn't have that. They went back to the old system. Um, I'm not sure if there's some limitation or just that the tech isn't uh, there yet. I'll say that with the Axon 20, though, if you are, if the display is off, there's, and you can, you're looking at the display straight on or even slightly at an angle, you can see a small darker area where the camera is positioned at the top. It's when you turn it on, is that little light, uh, very thin LED panel turns on in front of it, enabling it to be almost invisible, but it doesn't really take it away. So that's something to make sure to keep there. Uh, hopefully that makes sense there. Um, TK, uh, I agree, TK, but it's, but the very least, manufacturers should put a decent 1080p quality. Exactly. This is this is something that I don't understand. It's almost like uh, why we still have 1080p only resolutions on front-facing camera on smartphones. It behooves anybody to to make the experience on a webcam on a on a laptop specifically where it's supposed to be the camera that you do video calls from. It the camera that you're able to socialize and work through, especially with things that are going up or coming out in the uh, last year or so that they would have upgraded the camera to be a very good camera. Uh, so with you, I'm totally there. Um, there is there is uh, the, the, the mini camera here, the tiny that I have up there. That's also a very nice camera for streaming, which I'll be start using that hopefully once I fix my audio on there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, Joe's jumping in with a really, really nice one. Uh, so here's the question. Here's T, what do you think of the new Tab S7 FE? So there's been some some leaks and so on going on the fan edition uh, of uh, Samsung's fan edition de uh, devices. I, I don't know if I'm from really like from what I'm seeing right now in the information that we're looking at realistically, I feel like it's a little bit more. It's, it's not it's a little bit expensive for what it's offering. And maybe I just want, I, I don't really fully appreciate maybe the, the configuration. Um, overall, I think it's something that some people may find it appreciate him. They may appreciate the series, you know, the features that are in there. Um, but it always kind of confused me what Samsung's point of view in, uh, when they look at things and they consider as the fan edition, fan edition started with the note seven because the note seven had a problem and then they needed to re-release and sell off the rest of the, 
um, Note 7s that they were able to fix or essentially software cap the battery experience on them. Uh, and the, the 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 result of that it was what they called the fan edition. Last year we saw the S20 fan, fan edition, which had some mixed reviews. It was an interesting approach to the S20. It came out at the end of the year, where the S20, the S20 Plus, the S20 Ultra came out early in the year, but it still featured the Snapdragon 80, uh, 865. So it was a simpler, it was a cheaper experience. I'm hoping the S, the Tab S7 fan edition kind of makes a splash and it makes a decent experience for people that are looking for it. I think the S7 Plus is still the best experience you can get with all of the options that you get in there, the display, the speakers, the fingerprint sensor, the, the S Pen functionality, and all of the built-in functional things that we get in there. Uh, but again, it depends on the users. Uh, I, I will wait till, till the officially available and maybe, maybe able to pick one up just to do a comparison because I do use the Tab S7 Plus on the daily. Like, seriously, anytime I'm shooting a video, I'm using my Tab S7 Plus, and I also use it for productivity when I'm writing scripts. So it's very nice and uh, one of the best tablets that runs Android that's currently out. Um, Russ is antique. The LG V50 or the LG G8, can you can you do a short comparison between the two? So I will probably actually point you to one of my best buds for that one. The reason I say that is because Juan Carlos Bagnell, some gadget guy, has done videos on those and talked about them. Uh, if I had to point between the two, I would recommend you go with the G50. The V50, sorry, the V50 uh, has much better camera sensors. Also, if depending on the model that you're able to get, if you get the Korean model, uh, also has the ability of using dual displays. But at the end of the day, um, it was a higher resolution display better cameras it's one of the one of the better options when it comes down to devices the g8 and the g8x are slightly different experiences because the g8x introduced the dual display that came with it uh, but i feel like if you had to go with a true like a powerhouse of what lg has showcased and pro proven to us the v50 would be the one to go with for sure uh Oh, here. So, Russ, one back here. So, it's the Lenovo tablets that are releasing, um, and the prices uh, on it are insane, but uh, maybe it will be a little bit more expensive if releasing globally. Less expensive, you mean. Um, it depends on the market, really. It, it ends up being, you know, Lenovo is known for their yoga books, and they are known for their foldables, and they have different form factors that come out there. Uh, so, but they also have some, uh, some SKUs or models that are also very inexpensive. So, it depends on what you're looking. Uh, my goal, essentially, when you're looking at a laptop or a tablet or any kind of uh, productivity tool, as long as it fits what you're looking for, there's so many options on the market that you really need to just do a little bit more time, spend more time doing a little bit more homework on finding what works for you, because you're not limited by the selection. You're limited by just you not searching for other options. And unfortunately, going to a store does not give you the experience of everything available. Uh, you know, Best Buy's or any other stores in the U.S. that you know retail stores that you can go in and check out these type of experiences are only showing what they're able within the certain limitation of that space. So definitely research it, and of course, uh, utilize uh, you know uh, Google, you know YouTube for some of your options in there. Um, Hitesh is saying, hi, how you doing, man? Hope you're doing well. Davin, uh, oh, I think, yeah. So Davin Davis jumped back with the right answer right there. Russ, uh, absolutely, V50 has the better overall camera, uh, you know, versatility, including uh, battery life. Uh, you know, the G8 is good, for, uh, but with that Face ID, uh, and it's more pocketable, but otherwise, it's the same, same. Yeah, for sure. I recommend the V50 for sure. Uh, let's see here real quick. What do we have here? Oh, yeah, Dominic. Okay, wait, are we at the... Dang, we are at that time. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, so as you guys know, if you guys have been checking out and uh, following us here on the chat, I do want to say good morning and sabaho to everybody. Um, 
that's it's a we're around that point in the uh, in the in the live stream where we kind of do a TK section. It's a part of a unique experience here, the part of the show that we like to do. Thanking everybody for helping us and supporting us. Um, but if you don't mind, if you notice right there in the chat, as the comment that I have highlighted right now from Dominic. Uh, we typically put in a hashtag TKception, TK Alpha Bay. You know, you can insert all of the love that you want after that. TKception is primarily the only requirement. Thank you, uh, Davin. Uh, and then we're going to go ahead and start doing this nice little uh, effect that we do, we do in the chat. That honestly happened as a uh, on its own. It was a total coincidence that I didn't realize was happening, and then it became part of the show. Can't say anything about it, but like seriously, guys, uh, for sure. Um, and with that being said, I do want to say there's a lot of things going on with uh, basically with updates and device releases and so on. So if you're looking for a smartphone, if you haven't received your update yet, if you're waiting for that update right now, keep in mind that there are sometimes betas that you can jump on if you're comfortable jumping in on a beta with the understanding of the flexibility that's going on there. Um, you know, Android 12 is getting into a beta. A lot of companies are pulled up there. Uh, you know, they have their new versions. They're going to be releasing more stable things coming up in the later months. So I wouldn't necessarily jump on the 12 beta yet. But the betas with uh, like MIUI devices specifically from Xiaomi, uh, there isn't that much of a problem. You just need to be comfortable as long as you know that when you jump into the beta, you need to keep going on and then updating from the beta to go back on the stable. And you need to be comfortable flashing that or installing it over uh, basically a stable edition. So just keep that in mind. Um, let me see here real quick. Uh, can install Twimple Fine. Uh, I love it when pictures start falling on the floor. Uh, let me see here. The Note 9. Uh, you know, actually, it depends. If there is a... Uh, so uh, Hitesh is asking, can I install uh, MIUI 12.5 um, on the Redmi Note 9? Uh, if you are in a market where they have the version of that for the beta running on there, you should be able to do it. Yeah. One of my uh, one of my cats is deciding to scratch the wall outside of the office for the last six minutes. I don't know why, but with that being said, let's go ahead and put that in real quick here, and we're gonna do the TKception. Let's double check here. Da, da, da. So we're gonna uh, so we started off with Dominic. Obviously, Dominic was one of actually we we'll started off with Rinesh, and let's say here share screen, full screen, and ready five, four, three, two. Wow. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Dominic, of course, hit us off, uh, started us off at the beginning. Thank you very much with Rinesh, TKception in there. Uh, Chemi Torres, of course, the man always, always supporting us. Um, and of course, J uh, Jeff is in there. Jeff Quick in there. It's Chemi's in there. Sorry, I hit the wrong one there. TKception as well. Uh, Russ in there. Davin Davis, TKception, uh, TK Tesla Bay. Uh, speaking of which, another couple of videos coming up on the Tesla. Um, and of course, TKception, TK Alpha Bay, and TK Eats like a. Um, you you got to check out my wife's um, and and not that I'm trying to do a shameless plug on my side, but you got to check out my wife, uh, Simply Food Bay B A E, um, on Instagram, uh, and you'll 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 understand what Joe means. <laughs> he's he's been following uh, my uh, my meals uh, lately. Uh, thank you very much for the TK the uh, sorry to Gary the fisherman the boss man himself TKception TK Tesla Bay hashtag TSLA. Uh, if you want to make sure to catch up the stock market there Alpha Bay and TKR Bay of course. Thank you very much Gary and. Thank you very much for the super chat. Uh, Davin Davis, Russ, uh, Ranesh, everybody in there. Of course, Earl Owens in there as well. Uh, I want to say thank you very much. Uh, Ranesh jumping back in there. And of course, uh, it, a lot of you guys, I, I want to say, again, it's very, very appreciative of, I am very appreciative of you having that much, um, you know, uh, following support for, for so long. And I think 
it's something that we just don't really say it enough, but I want to say thank you very much for everything that you guys do. Uh, hanging out with me on Saturday mornings, uh, keeping me a check. Uh, I cannot believe we, that the audio issues this week <laughs> should have been the title of this episode. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I'll have to start there. Um, what I would probably say, oh man, okay, hold on, hold on, let me let me forget it. So uh, obviously, uh, Matt Tyler, as always, uh, thank you, thank you very much. The man, the myth, the Call of Duty God uh, himself uh, is Matt Tyler, of course. Um, so what I would probably say is the biggest thing with Android 12, or at least, sorry, the EMUI 12.5 that I got the update for, although really nice to be able to get 12.5 and get some of those additional security functions, the audio, uh, the sound options, uh, the ability of having the new super wallpapers. Um, I'm still missing the experiences. I want to be able to use the camera, uh, the, the back display on the Mi, Mi 11 Ultra with the Mi 11 Ultra on it uh, because it just, it just begs to be used in video. Like seriously, you need to be able to uh, use it in video, especially for content creators. They have a built-in option to be able to use external microphones with Bluetooth. So they're getting there. They're getting us to full bone production level style experiences because this is literally the best, I would say non-foldable smartphone that they've released and it can only get better with more updates. So for sure, very, very excited about that. And hopefully we'll see more updates from them. Um, Jimmy, thank you very much, uh, of course, for everybody. Hashtag TKception for, for Jimmy, Davin Davis. Uh, uh, portable. Okay, so here. Uh, tesh, uh, tell, sorry, okay. Thelash, hopefully I'm saying that right. Thelash9 is saying uh, portable monitors are also an option over laptops to use with your phones. So that's an option for depending on the smartphone that you're using if it does support uh, basically desktop experiences. But you're right. Uh, for me, I've used portable monitors and I've also used, and they typically can actually be very reasonably priced, like a decent seven, maybe 10 inch display, uh, 10, 10, 11 inch uh, to 13 inch display with 1080p resolution that gives you the experience. So the concern with the only thing I would probably say is you just need to keep in mind that when you're using them with an external monitor like that, you need to use an external uh, use, sorry, either USB or a, um, a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse. So there are a few other accessories you can do on the on a reasonably priced one for about like 150 maybe total price. Uh, but keep in mind that like a next stock, I think if I'm not mistaken, a, a next stock two and a next stock touch. Um, there was I think at one point I saw it which was like 199 bucks, which is not that much. But that also includes a keyboard, a mouse, uh, a speakers built in, headphone jack, extra ports, and a built in battery to charge up your smartphone at the same time. But definitely there are some nice options as well. Um, oh, I think there's some of the, some of the other options here. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate it doodle. Uh, I very, very much. Yeah. Uh, everybody hanging out with us, uh, bank holiday, uh, weekend baby barbecue Monday. Uh, oh, interesting. Uh, so wait, Matt, you guys have a holiday on Monday as well. Cause for us, it's Memorial day. I'm wondering what, what it is in the UK. Cause I heard somebody also saying the same thing that lived in the UK saying it was a nice long weekend, but I didn't catch what was the holiday. What was the cause for it? I'm, I'm assuming not Memorial day, but maybe something similar, like another holiday. I mean, not a, not similar in that aspect. Uh, okay. So there's a few for the, for the, most of the items that I've talked about today, there are links in the description below for the tablet, for the install, for the software updates available for UI devices. Um, and uh, the doc that you're referring, that I'm referring to it, it is called the, uh, so here, let me see if I can uh, if I can find it real quick for you here because I've done videos. If you check out the channel and just type in um, uh, next doc, so it's just any X doc. And I think if I'm not mistaken, the the next generation of what they're offering right now is the the new foldable one. I think the the next doc thirteen. 
I'm not mistaken. So you could typically find them sold online or used, but the new one, at least, if nothing else, just go to nextdoc.nexdoc.com. Let me see here. Here. Um, if you see that, catch it. If you, uh, and then um, what I'll what I'll do, and I'll actually also add that into the uh, the chat. Uh, well, actually, into the description of the video. Uh, oh, days off for school for uh, for for work as well. Uh, no reason, just bank holiday <laughs> throughout the year. Uh, who gives us a long weekend? Amen. I love it. If you're able to take some time off, take it, enjoy it, uh, and then relax as much as possible uh, if you can. So if yeah, so uh, if you haven't seen it there, that's the the link nextstock.com. Great. I've, I've used the nextstock touch and the nextstock two, uh, and I'm hoping to be able to check out their new one. Uh, hopefully. Uh, We'll we'll have to see how the how the show kind of ends, um, but with that being said, again we are hitting the end of the show. Thank you very much for everybody checking out the show, hanging out with us, uh, and of course giving us the support. Uh, make sure to check out the audio podcast if you guys are interested in that. There's a link as well uh, in the description below to be able to catch it on the replay. I will be editing the first three minutes and fifty seconds out of that since obviously you do not want to. It wouldn't make it's not as funny when you can't see me talking for no reason for three minutes and nobody can hear me and uh, i may end up also going back and editing that part out of the full live stream once it become once it renders and it finishes because it's going to be weird everybody turns it on they're like hey is my audio on and they're going to be yeah i'm it's like people are going to feel like i'm trolling them um but hope you guys are doing well take care of yourself take care of your friends call and can it get in touch with somebody you haven't talked to for some time um, and of course, uh, make sure you support your, uh, your friends. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the cross the podcast show is going through some, uh, reorganization. So it may not be on tomorrow, but hopefully we'll be back very soon. Catch of course the SGGQA on Monday morning with our buddy Juan Carlos Bagnell in the gadget lab 4.0. I cannot wait to go over there, crash that party and make sure to get some good ramen, but I'll have to work out some good timing with him. So Thank you, everybody. Rinesh, Dominic, Gary, uh, um, Aziz is in there as well. Uh, Devin Davis, Matt Tyler, uh, Greg, Russ, uh, Jimmy in there, of course, Dominic Wong, everybody in there uh, just hanging out with us, kicking it. Uh, Earl Owens, of course, Doodle Zenos, of course, uh, a lot of everybody. I, I want to make sure I didn't miss anybody. Gary, uh, Davin Davis, make sure to catch that. Um, uh, El Joseph is in there. Chemi's in there. And, and of course, a lot of other people in there. So take care of yourself. Be good. I'll see you guys next Saturday on another episode of the Saturday Morning with Tech with yours truly. And till then, have fun. I'll take I'll see you then. Bye-bye.